How many of you played dress up last weekend? Oh, be brave, put up your hand if you did. Yeah, there, there's a few anyway. Uh, what did you dress up as? <laughs> on Halloween, we dress up in costumes, of course, and put on masks to hide out or to conceal who we really are, at least for a little bit. Originally, the disguises worn on All Hallows' Eve were supposed to fool the demons and other dark forces that were supposed to roam the planet on that night. The idea was that good Christians would be left alone by evil spirits if they dressed to look like they themselves were part of Satan's army. Not a great idea, <laughs> but how things have changed. I don't think too many demons were put off by Barbie princesses or Mario Brothers characters or Star Wars soldiers. Many parents found that this Halloween, the problem was not that the most popular costumes were too scary, but that they were way too sexy. So yes, they were too scary for mom and dad. But for some of us, the dressing up in costume didn't stop with Friday night. We also dressed up to come to church on Sunday morning. We exchanged our sinner clothes for the week for our Sunday saint costume, if you will. But in reality, there is no exchange. The family, the body of Christ, should always require a two-pronged greeting. Good morning, saints, and also good morning, sinners. Both saints and sinners are present and accounted for. But it's not two separate crowds. All of us are both. When you were little, especially if you grew up in the South, maybe your grandma would say to you, would you be a saint and bring me that sweater? Or maybe, would you be a saint and pick up those dishes? And the bottom line is that if we do something nice, we might find ourselves referred to as saints. But is that all there is to being a saint? Would all of us be real saints if we had to, all we had to do was run helpful errands? Isn't there some deeper commitment, some greater impulse required of a saint? The lives of some of them show an amazing commitment to faith as well as a necessary sense of humor. The prefect of Rome demanded that St. Lawrence turn over the riches of the church. He was a deacon. St. Lawrence worked swiftly to distribute as much church property to the poor as was possible, so as to prevent it being seized by the Roman prefect. On the third day, at the head of a small delegation, he presented himself, and then when ordered to give up the treasures of the church, he presented the poor, the crippled, the blind, the suffering, and said these were the true treasures of the church. Quote, the church is truly rich, far richer than your emperor, he said. This act of defiance led directly to his being roasted on a gridiron. And after he had suffered thus for a long time, 
he is reputed to have said, I'm well done, turn me over. I don't know, I just read these things. <laughs> On a more verifiable note, St. Athanasius, Bishop of Alexandria, leader in the, better, in the bitter struggle against the Arian heresy, suffered repudiation, banishment five times, and six attempted assassinations. We could go on and on. Yet the term saint can refer to the less famous as well. We all know there are true saints in our midst this morning. Can't you feel their presence? We have but to recognize and celebrate them, and this is our problem. The problem with real saints is that they are slippery. Jesus identified the revealing qualities of a true saint in today's gospel text. The Beatitudes are almost like a job description, certainly for those in the kingdom of heaven. They don't proudly peacock their achievements. They're poor in spirit. They do not insist on the best recognition of their deeds or need special placement in the community or the best seats in the sanctuary. They are the meek that inherit the earth. They do not seek to satisfy earthly cravings. They hunger and thirst for righteousness and are blessedly filled. They're merciful, pure in heart. They're pure persecuted sometimes, sure, even though they are peacemakers. They would be the first to acknowledge that everything they are or do is because of Christ. True saints slip under the radar. One reason, I don't know if you remember this show, Extreme Home Makeover, one reason that that program was such a feel-good, hands-down, no-holds-barred hit is that it took the time to find those who looked like saints, those who gave without expectations, those who loved without reservation, those who sacrificed without any expectation. People who give, love, sacrifice without ever wanting recognition or recompense are those who display the fruits of sainthood within the body of Christ. Who are these? John asks the question. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. In other words, their righteousness is to be found in him. They ascribe their salvation to him. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, is the song they sing. Although last Tuesday was All Saints Day, today is All Saints Sunday. It's the one day we especially make a concerted effort to recognize and celebrate for all the saints who from their labors rest, those who have gone before us in the faith. These are the saints who have been gone for centuries, whose legacy of love continues on, saints like St. Paul, St. Augustine, St. Francis, St. Teresa, St. Jerome, all those saints appropriately identified and honored by the big capital C church. These were by no means sinless. St. Peter denied Christ three times. St. Paul persecuted Christians and cheered when they were stoning Stephen. St. Augustine was a spoiled, promiscuous, rebellious youth. 
St. Thomas Aquinas was gluttonous, rude, and abusive. Or read Hebrews 11, the great communion of saints chapter. Can you find one member of all those who are listed there that isn't portrayed in the Bible with some sort of warts? In some ways, this great by faith chapter of saints resembles more a rogues gallery than a hall of saints. Every Christian saint first comes to us as a sinner. In fact, in the Old Testament, the faults and foibles of the patriarchs are paraded out there and not hidden. Abraham lying about Sarah, Jacob being tricky over and over again. True enough, in the Bible we see saints in their underwear and not just in the new robe of Christ's righteousness which they have put on. The way we play on Halloween is by putting on a mask, pretending to be something we are not, the way Christians claim their identity on All Saints' Day is by stripping off all those masks and claiming who they have become by faith in Christ. We expose who we really are, whose we really are, what we really care about, who we really love once the masks come off. We show Christ to the world working through admittedly sinful Adams and Eves, knowing that when he appears, we shall be like him, as St. John says. If All Hallows' Eve is all about masking, All Saints' Day is all about unmasking. Saints do not wear masks. Saints do wear their hearts on their sleeves. Saints do wear weariness in well-doing. Saints do wear crowns of suffering and long-suffering. Saints do wear crowns of martyrdom sometimes. Saints do mess up and bleed and fail because saints always love and are loved by the Lamb who sits on the throne. But there are also our local saints. Today is the day the church should celebrate all those saints that stood in our midst and have gone before us to be with the Lord. Saints are those people who keep the heart of the body of Christ beating here, who keep the body of Christ warm, vital, and alive for the whole world to see. They can be those who care for little children and sick husbands, wives, or parents. They can be those who continue to work long past retirement age like a pharmacist I knew because their skills were needed. They can be those who make music for God's people, sometimes just by singing with a hearty and cheerful voice. They don't even need to be dead. The parent who takes three or four extra kids home from an event because they can is a real human and can be a saint. The number cruncher who spends a lifetime balancing budgets and then spends their downtime helping unscramble church finances can be a saint. There are potential saints everywhere. The grocery store clerk who makes sure your eggs aren't cracked and asks if everything is okay, you're a saint. The bank teller who looks you in the eye and notes it's a beautiful day, you can be a saint. The driver who lets you first at a four-way stop, I suppose even that could make you a saint. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humbly do good and humble themselves will be exalted, Jesus promises. 
Saints are not those who exceed all the rest of us. Saints are those who manifest Jesus' righteousness at work in their lives. A true saint is not a non-sinner. The true saint is a redeemed sinner who trusts in Christ's merit alone. And for this reason, the true saint becomes one who humbles themselves, serves others, and does not concern themselves with the outcome, leaves it in God's hands. You're a saint. Would you be a saint? Then trust in Christ alone. Live your life in him alone. Do your works of righteousness in him alone. The retirement benefits are great. They are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Amen. And may the peace of God which passes understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.